Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James and that's Conrad. Hello. That's him. You were expecting me to I was. screw it up there. I was waiting for you <laughs> yeah. to say something else. It didn't happen. But actually, I, I remember our intro now. I remember it, nice. which, is, which is always good. Right, guys, I think I'm going to front load this thing. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on audio apps. What else is there? Email us at adpodmail if you have anything to say. adpodmail at gmail.com. Yeah. Leave a comment on this video for, a, for episode four in terms of the questions for Conrad. Apart from that, I'm ready to start chatting. Now, before we start chatting, I got something to I got something to lay at Conrad's feet. Oh. And, and Beatrice, our friend from Brazil, has got a bone to pick with you, Conrad. I'm getting my coffee. Go on. Yeah, you, you're, gonna need, you're gonna need it for this. Because I think you've been cancelled, son. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. It was only a matter of time, to be fair. It a, yeah, it was. So basically, when you were talking about Tronta... Tronta's relationship with Claudia and Yana, you kept referring to the idea that Tronta chose Yana. Yes. So Beatrice was saying, isn't that quite misogynistic? Because, <laughs> because you weren't taking Claudia's feelings into account. And to be honest with you, I see your point. I, I said, I think Claudia told him not to do it. Not so, to do I what? Mean, I, to- I, th- I think Claudia told Tronta, no, we can't be together. You've got to go be with someone else. So Tronta had to just be like, oh, I guess I'll... I guess I'll make the best of things with Yana, which isn't good. To be fair, like, or, or, to, or to be honest, I don't in, I don't endorse that choice either. But um... oh, so you you think that the only reason Tronta isn't with Claudia? So actually, so you're recanting? Are you recanting, sir? Are you are you recanting the, the, <laughs> I'm the idea? I'm flip flopping. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you you if, if you alluded to the idea that Tronta chose Yana, you didn't actually intend to. That's not what you meant. No, so well, I mean, I think he chose her in the sense that, like, he couldn't actually be with the woman that he wanted to be with because someone, I think Claudia, told him not to be, uh, or told him he couldn't be. So he had to go off and find someone else and make the best of it. But unfortunately, with that Nielsen blood in him, making the best of it means forming an incredibly unhappy relationship with someone you don't actually love. So when you're saying that Beatrice's point that you didn't give Claudia the credit that she, that Claudia what you know chose her career over the the romance you're saying actually that's what you did mean you, that's what you meant i'm saying i'll see you in court <laughs> yeah yeah that's libel that's, that's libel yeah. that's libel um, <laughs> yeah no that i, uh, I, can, I that, that was not my intention if that's how that came across yeah Please and i also... me i've only just got on the internet i like I, I, <laughs> give me a couple of years at least guys I want someone to edit together a video of like the incident of oh like the, tr- yeah. the Tronta conversations from last week <laughs> and Conrad saying the complete opposite thing yeah. this week. Like that bit in The Simpsons was like, sweet Ken. <laughs> like, <and> they, like, <laughs> they edit together the interview to make him look like a, a pervert. Yeah, but to be honest with you guys, like both Conrad and I, you know, I, I, I would I would describe us as, you know, wanting not to be misogynistic <laughs> yeah i try my best <laughs> we try our best uh yeah. to be honest with you and to the point where if someone has a, has a genuine uh question about whether something we said was misogynistic we both actually want you to tell us that oh absolutely uh, yeah like I, yeah. I i i think the only way to be better as a person is to be challenged so absolutely yeah, yeah. and as we could all see like conrad maybe didn't become better as a person but you know he, he squirmed his way out of it i think yeah, yeah. i found a loophole 
without apologizing. Oh, uh, if only if only I could speak uh, German, because the word for loophole sounds so cool as well. Yeah, they must have said it. it in this show at some point. No, they, they do. Like uh, Adam said it in episode four. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I can't. I, I, I can't even remember what it would be. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's a cool word, though. It's a cool word. It's funny that people in the comments were saying they couldn't believe my favorite word uh, in German was the word for unbelievable. Or unmöglich. Yeah, that I was remember my, that now because someone in the comments reminded me. Thank you yeah, very much. There you go. So someone, yeah. So that's my favorite word in German, hundred um, percent. Do you think yeah. uh, that song? Uh, you, you're a little bit younger than me. You remember that? Sorry, guys. This intro has gone really long. <laughs> like, you know, it that. actually is no. It's not as long as our other our first intros we did on the podcast. Oh really? Okay, and also, it's, it's not an intro. This is the segment of is, Conrad explains himself. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, my contrition. Where I have to apologize and say that you know I didn't mean to cause any offense. No. You, you also, know that- whenever Con- whenever Conrad gets a theory right, by the way, uh, I'm usually have my po- poke face on. If I'm taking a sip of coffee, for Fox's sake, it's not any reference to what's going on. Just so you know. Okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah, you know that no- this is this joke isn't going to land at all now because we've moved so far beyond it. But like, do you know that '90s <laughs> song? You're unbelievable. Down, down, yeah. down, down, wow. down, get down, get yeah. down, down. So, do you think there was a translation of that in German? Where like, do bist und möglich? Down, 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 down. Dich, 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 dich. Gotta be, gotta be. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, let's break it down! So the episode opens with a young Gustav Tannhaus in a carriage with his old papa yep. getting taken down the road. Um, and obviously, this very quickly turns into what I imagine is 33 years later, just because we know what show we're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's a safe assumption. Yeah, it, like, it very quickly turns into uh, the unknown character coming into the carriage and, you know, showing him, hey, isn't this a cool cheese wire? Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah it's a lovely shot to start off with um the the kind of um actually no I think that might be on the second part of the scene the the the, the shot now I think about it with the like the carriage moving um perpendicularly perpendicularly across the screen um with like the light kind of illuminating like the dark stormy forest I think that is the first part actually because it it, it does a jump cut between younger stuff that's and right yeah it does yeah it actually no I'm I'm wrong sorry guys sorry guys okay okay don't unsubscribe. It's clearly sixty-six years difference, not thirty-three, because oh, yeah. it's, it's he's so young. I'm it's sorry, all the same. I'm sorry. It's all the same. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, who, who, yeah, yeah, who, who cares? <laughs> they've, they've, they've already. Someone's already commented, and I bet you they're going to edit that comment saying now. Oh, actually, I listened on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, the our listeners will of course remember me saying in season two that I thought Martha had that baby somehow, and. Yeah, this is an interesting bit of dialogue talking about Ariadne being uh, Gustav Tannhaus' mother's favorite play in this scene. Just mm-hmm. saying, it is. Yes, might come back to that a bit later. A bit later, but um, yeah, the uh, and the full Charlotte watch as well that comes in where that that will come back later. But yeah, the, sort of visually, this is a very cool, um, very cool opening scene. Um, some really nice mm-hmm. photography in it, and um. And lovely to see the the cleanup crew again, and and the Clausen dialogue in the letter that he was sent returns, uh, voiced. Yeah, what did you take from that? Um, I I took most of what those guys did in this episode as kind of a confirmation of what I suspected at the end of season two, which is that the letter that Clausen was sent was sent by Alt Marta, 
Um, because these guys quoting it seem, seems pretty much to confirm that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, lo- lovely to see these guys again though. They're, they're, they're yeah. great at being intimidating. Oh, that 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 middle one, jeez, he's so scary looking. He like, is, yeah. When he like looms in, he's just got the driver's blood all over his face. Um, yeah. it's it's great. Yeah, I think I think I think a big Hollywood uh, horror film would be, you know, would be br- it would be brilliant if they would snap him up and yeah. put him just put him. He would he's so scary. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we we as we as is tradition. Uh, well, it was it was tradition. Then it wasn't. Now it was again, uh, or is again. I should say. Uh, grammar, grammar. Uh, so basically, we have the title card. Yes. To talk about, and this time I. I Right, Conrad. In English, it's uh, <laughs> Adam and Eva. Do you want to give it a go? I'll take a. I'll take a run at it, and okay, we'll see. Okay. We'll see how far I get. Uh, Adam und Eva. Eva. Yeah. Um, it might be. Try, yeah, I am just trying to think if we hear her name said. So. It should be Eva, but I, I'm being. I'm being. Uh, I'm being Adam. Eva. Um, yeah, like that's called obviously. Like you know, it means Adam and Eva, guys. What, what else are we going to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a gimme. I will say it's interesting. Um, let us know in the comments. In the Bible in Germany, is it Eva or did they, is it just that a change they made in the show just for change sake? What do you think? Yeah, I, I I feel like that's the kind of thing that the church would have a problem with, like changing the actual translation of the name. But I don't know. It'd be I'd be interested to I'd be interested to hear about that. Yeah, they're too busy denying other people their rights. All right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> hot take. All right. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry right okay so um altmater and Jonas uh have a little relationship between uh or sort of conversation ongoing throughout this episode uh for the most part which is it echoes for me the conversations between like Tarnhouse and the stranger and stuff from the first season um and Jonas and adam in second season where it sort of it, it narrates the episode um as we go through yeah uh, so if you want we can just like talk about the first few of these scenes at one time, because I don't want to keep coming back to it, but what do you think about these scenes? So, I mean, I think the first thing to mention, really, is that this seems like yes, another example of Jonas being manipulated by someone who's telling him everything he wants to hear, being like, oh, you know, you're, you and Marta are bound to each other, and if you want to save her, you have to trust me, because trusting Adam didn't help and, and all that stuff. All while kind of trusting someone who he really has no reason to trust i do kind mm-hmm. of by by the end of this episode which we'll, we'll come back to later i do kind of suspect that he is at least a little bit more cynical by the end of this episode but not by much um i, I guess the thing that i find quite interesting about the language that's used in in these first couple of scenes between Jonas and um <clears throat> and eva is this talk of like bonds between Jonas and marta which sounds like quite sort of generic dialogue mm. at first you know they're bound to each other they're sort of romantically involved and they, they you know they're in love they're soulmates or, or what have you but there's also this idea that, that there's there's a sort of like lyricism and poetry to the, the the dialogue here this idea of them being almost like trust together so they're kind of trapped in being close to one another they are they are both bound mm-hmm. to each other because they care about each other but they are, are also trapped in this eternal loop where they're they're kind of their fates are intertwined um and it it does it basically made me start thinking that by by the time this se- this series ends, I think whatever has happened to Jonas will have also happened to Marta, because it seems like the process of unpicking this knot is going to affect both of them because they are kind of 
wrapped up so intrinsically. What do you um, mean by what has happened? What could you want to just elaborate that on a little bit? <clears throat> so I mean, I don't know what, exactly where those two fit into it, but uh, our discussion last week about that Sigmunda's floor and how I think that infinity yeah. symbol at the center of it is a person. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that that person is Jonas or Marta, but I think they will have a connection to whoever that person is. So I okay. could I could see by by the unpicking of that knot maybe it's maybe it stops one of them existing or something like that and and i think because they are so tightly bound together uh, particularly in the, in the alternate worlds where they're kind of literally occupying the same space mm-hmm. it, they could both stop existing as a result of that so uh, that's that's kind of where i see their their character arcs going at the moment is this almost like um it's not Bonnie and Clyde. Thelma and Louise. That's what I was thinking of. But Bonnie and Clyde as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, you mean Th- Thelma and Louise in the way, like, at the end, they just... Yeah, they get, like, wherever they're going, off they're the going cliff. together kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that feels to me like where the, where the Jonas and Marta relationship is headed. Okay, that sounds, that sounds interesting to me. Um, so, in terms of them both having a bond to someone, though, the fact that Marta is in a different world... Yeah. What does that mean to you? Like, how does how do they have a bond to someone uh, if they're both in, in, in they're both in different worlds? Like, how would they share a, a, the same person in common? Well, I mean, I think th- someone has basically someone's had sex with someone from the other world. That's what's happened here. Someone has got got it on with someone from the other world, and it's created a, a baby who's then gone and had sex with themselves in their own world or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all it's all it's all gone from there. So I, I think that's kind of like the that something like that is going to be the center of their bond. Um, okay. But I think that there is in the in the way this episode is both structured and presented, that bond is very clear. So you've got young Jonas being. I mean, I'm going to say manipulated. We don't have evidence of it, but I'm pretty sure Eva's a bad guy based on the kind of company she keeps in this episode, uh, being manipulated by uh, by by Eva, and then the the mirror of that with Altmarta being. I'm not going to say manipulated by Adam, even though I think she probably is, because she seems to be a l- at least a little bit more aware of what he's asking of her than Jonas is of Eva. Um, but but she has that relationship with Adam as well, and they're both just kind of being strung along i think yeah and like to be honest with you like there is a lot of like we're gonna get through the whole episode obviously i don't want to touch some things before we get there but at the same time there's a lot of sim- symmetry going on as there is in this season a lot of symmetry between the two worlds yeah um like we have we have Jonas being as you say it seems as if he's being manipulated here by eva very similar to the way he did he was by adam in the previous season but also in the same episode uh we have a young alt martyr being sort of mentored or told what to do by Adam. So there's yeah. a literal mirror happening between the worlds here. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into more detail about, about it later when uh, Jonas talks to young old Marta. Um, but there's really interesting things that can be drawn. And you wouldn't really think about them at, in the f- at the first time of saying uh, uh, watching it. Uh, I think you probably have picked up on these theories because, you know, you're thinking about so much. Um, but... I think that there's certain themes coming out that I think will some people maybe wouldn't have really put the dots together on um, between Jonas and Marta and parallels between them. But we'll talk about that later. I just okay. I'm really look. I just love. I just love. I don't know about you, but like when Marta died at the end of season two, and, and then they were introduced to this alt Marta, I very quickly in my own mind was like, 
oh well that's you know we're not we're not gonna ever see Yoda and Marta in the same way again yeah um but the way that they're sort of portraying Alt Marta as that like that world's version of Jonas, it it really is like the best way they could have done it because it's oh, like yeah. there, there's an there's an innate connection between them now. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, it reaffirms their bond to each other because Jonas still has that kind of sexual attraction, that love for for Marta, and it's 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 it, it's really interesting because it's kind of unrequited at the moment or mm. uh or, or not returned at the moment because marta doesn't know who he, like the the yeah, young know who he young is. version of alt marta doesn't i say young the the one who's not the one with adam at the moment doesn't know who he is at the moment yeah so it, there's actually uh, there's actually four alt martyrs on yeah, the go here god damn it like keeping track of them all is a nightmare <laughs> i'm gonna call her I'm gonna call her yeah. I'm gonna call her innocent alt martyr. <laughs> like, um, so, it, but she doesn't know who he is. So there's almost there's almost like this kind of like protective quality where he's having to guide her to her destiny, if you want to call it that, which adds another wrinkle to their relationship. But then you have his relationship with the alt martyr who saved him, where their bond is so obviously like reaffirmed by the fact that not only do they have this kind of innate attraction to each other but they literally are like the same person they're almost like twins like they're kind of the 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 different sides of the same coin to you know use the use a metaphor that that dark itself has used and it's it i i think as you say i think in terms of how they could have developed that relationship uh between Jonas and Marta i don't think they could have done it better than they have done it in this season yeah, it was it was it was it was great. I'm I'm really enjoying it, especially like I, I've only I haven't really I haven't really rewatched this series the whole way through um, since it came out. I, I watched episodes here and there when I needed things for videos, but to be honest with you, um, this is hilarious. Last week I forgot to mention this on the podcast, but when I was watching episode two, I text Conrad and I said to him, "I watched episode two, and it was this happened to be a Saturday." So then for the rest of the day. I just watched the rest of the season. So I couldn't <laughs> stop watching. As Netflix put the next episode on, I just kept watching and kept watching and kept watching. It was so good. Yeah, I mean that that um pull to to or that temptation to let Netflix autoplay the next episode has never gone away with this show. It's always like a panic every time those doom 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 like credits come on. Like get the get the controller quickly. Like don't let yeah. me see it. And I, I think as well, like this episode ends with a bit of a cliffhanger, but also like as this last season has really ramped up here, there's cliffhangers every episode. I just, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I was saying to Anthony before we started, there's four episodes left of this, se- or no, five episodes left of this, uh, of, of this season. I, I, I don't know how they're going to land all of these because they're still. I feel like we're nowhere, cl- we're no, like we're not closer to resolving most of these than we were at the beginning of season one, to be honest. I think you'll probably feel that way all the way up to the end of episode seven. Yeah. I think after episode seven, you might like, you won't know where after episode seven happens, you won't know where episode eight's going because episode seven, I'm not going to say anything about it, obviously, but it's, it's at the end of episode seven. It it's, it's one of those things where a lot of what you wanted from the show you get. Yeah. And then it's like, Hmm. Okay. And then, and then for our wrestle, for Donnie starts out there, <laughs> the one person we know watches wrestling. The next, the episode eight is like the Monday after WrestleMania. Oh, okay, nice. Like the fans are all rowdy, yeah. they're cheering for Macho Man Randy Savage or, <laughs> like, yeah. or CM Punk. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we've been on that one scene for about eighty-four minutes now. So the next episode, the next scene is uh, Ulrich uh, 
giving a briefing uh, to the police officers all about Mad's body. And yeah. he's breaking down. He can't hold himself together. And uh, Charlotte takes him off into the evidence room, uh, this time for a bit of a pep talk. Ulrich actually decides, um, like he did in the in, in the original world, um, he decided, you know what? No, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And it took him it took him two, yeah, two affairs two this time. <laughs> it only took him one affair. So for for all the shit we give the other Ulrich, at least he realized Stopped after one, one affair. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know what he would have done after it. To be fair, if 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 he hadn't had, like, he may have. In fact, I'm almost certain he would have done it again in future. Um, oh, yeah. I will be honest. This plot line, I think, is one of the poorer ones in this episode. <clears throat> I enjoyed this episode, but this one, I I kind of got. I, I read a couple of comments after. I think it was after the first episode where people were talking about how some viewers were a bit disappointed in season three with the mirror world stuff, because it was just showing them things they'd already seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, in most of the cases of that, that we've seen so far, I haven't minded because it's been showing us either new characters or, uh, or like characters showing different aspects of their personality or, or characters engaging with different situations. Even if it's situations we have seen before, it kind of swaps the characters around this plot line. I was a bit kind of, Eh, with just because i know where it's going like Ulrich's gonna get the penny and like gonna go and take it back to helga and beat his head in again <laughs> and like it's I, i'm almost if it doesn't go that way i'll be the first on my hands up and be like fair enough i should have given this more of a chance but i, I think yeah. with with these scenes i was a bit like okay i get it like we're, you're setting this up for something that happened literally the exact same way in the in the regular world so I'd, i probably didn't need to see as much of this as they showed us in this episode yeah, I think I agree with you to a certain extent. I, I do think that it's important to show at least one of the little bootstrappy things being mm. set up because um, we need to be told as an audience that all that stuff that happened still happened. Like the fact that, the, the fact that um, you know, like certain characters are still where they should be, um, even though we know that they kind of shouldn't be. We need something to show us. Oh, actually, all that time traveling stuff still happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they, they've chosen the Ulrich storyline to sort of hint at that. Um. So I, I don't begrudge it for that. To be honest with you, I do in this in the sort of dramatic scenes in this episode uh, when we've sort of seen Ulrich go through the motions before in this regard. Um. Yeah. It, it does. It feels a little bit hollow. Uh. To me. Well, not hollow. That's a that's a harsh word, but um, it does like, repet- It does feel repetitive. Yeah, uh, like we've already kind of seen these character beats before, so they don't have as much of an impact to on me uh, as as yeah. they did the first time around. Yeah, but if but if they want to show us, if they want to show us Ulrich, you know, possibly going and doing that thing, oh, I hope they don't. It was really it was yeah. horrible. I mean, I like gore. Like I watch like you know a lot of schlocky eighties Italian horror movies, but that was pretty gross. Like the sound design on him beating Helga's head in was nasty, and eye stuff. I'm always a bit like, oh no. Yeah, but like if they want to show us that, my point is, if they didn't have this these few scenes in this episode, everyone would have been like. How the hell did he do that? Because Mikkel wasn't taken back. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I do see what you mean. Yeah, it kind of it's filling in some of those, um, some of those kind of plot point blanks, I guess that that otherwise might be a bit confusing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so um, Bartos confronts Stranger because uh, he um, Altmarter has told Stra- uh, Bartos that Stranger is Adam, and he pushes him to the ground. And there's a proper, there's a first proper scrap between Bartos and uh, Jonas that we see in the show. We waited well, for it for a while. 
I mean, not well. I mean, it's not the first one. It's a it's a mirror of the one they had outside oh, it's the, the second. School. That's you're right. Yeah. Sorry, what is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's it's technically sorry, sorry guys. Like I didn't make a mistake there. It's actually technically the first because this it happened is in 1888. That's, that this is true. In, yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, this happened yeah. first. And make a note in your diary, folks, because there's something unprecedented coming. I really liked Bartos in this episode. Um, <gasps> he finally comes good. He finally picks the right bloody side of an argument. And is like, and and stands up for himself, and is actually, you know, I I think he he's in the right here. He's like, you are being a dick. Stop lying to us, and 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 tell us the truth. Um, and and yeah, it's it like it, there's this interesting kind of like double turn happening between him and Stranger, where he is kind of, uh, I feel like he's been disabused of a lot of the stuff that Noah told him in season one. Like Stone Cold and the Hitman. Exactly. Yeah. Like double he's turn. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like Hitman's turning here. Uh, in this case. Yeah the stranger um but yeah like there, there's um th- both of their characters are developing in really interesting ways which makes me curious as to how if the person i believe is older bartos um turns out to be correct how that person sticks with Sigmundus for as long as they do because it seems like bartos is kind of done with the stranger at the end of this like he seems like he's only here because he literally has no choice because they can't travel through time um so yeah, I'll be really interested to see where that plot line goes, and and it could potentially end end really sadly for Bartos because he's kind of developing into quite an interesting character now. But is his fate kind of already sealed? Like, is he just gonna get stuck here and have to make the best of it and end up dying really pointlessly as a result? Yeah. Well, uh, you mean Bartos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Um, <laughs> say no more yeah well you had a theory about that one already didn't you well about who how he's dying yeah 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 I think he's the guy who gets pickaxed at the beginning of season 2 <laughs> yeah, but that's so what he's... I mean like it'll be re- it, like if that is true where he is now where he's kind of like starting to reject strangers ideas and and, and in effect rejecting the Sigmundus ideology as well because he doesn't like what strangers turning into if, if he still ends up getting roped into it just because he doesn't have any other options and then just gets killed by them, it's like, oh, that's really sad. Cause... Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But at the same time, I think at the end of this episode, you know, and we'll talk about it in more detail when we get there, but at the end of this episode, whenever Old Marta runs away, I think that that might be the moment where, where, where Stranger was able to win Bartos round to his side by being like see she fooled us see she's yeah. run away because yeah. let's be let's, like let's remember if that is bartos who gets pickaxed he needs to somehow believe enough to get a tattoo on his chest i like to say prison tattoos he has to do it yeah you've got to show your gang colors otherwise otherwise you get beaten up yeah i wonder if francisca and magnus have it too oh yeah 100 percent 100 percent yeah magnus uh, magnus get like he's gonna get that instead of the motley crew tattoos that uh <laughs> he's got in the alt world that's what it, that's what that, that's what the mirroring the symbolism yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. okay so um uh, the conversation between uh, Jonas and Eva continues and then we get a scene between uh Alt Marta Alt Ulrich and Alt Magnus where basically Ulrich is acute like say asking them like were they on anything yeah like Ulrich Be- winning uh, some father of the year awards here by immediately accusing his children of being on drugs and lying which is mm-hmm. great stuff Ulrich um because they saw, just to catch anyone up who hasn't watched the episode recently, it's because Mads, uh, the body of Mads fell down through yeah. the bunker. Um, and then, like, obviously the, the, the teenagers found it, the body. So th- this was, um, 
this was this, this scene feels like it's designed to kind of sow the seeds of getting Marta away from Killian kind of dramatically like that it needs to kind of pull her away from that relationship and push her towards Jonas so they mm. can they can do do what they're predestined to do um but the thing thing I I really love about this and I, I've said it a few times now uh, in this season but um Moritz Jan who plays Magnus it's impressive how he can go from making Magnus this kind of like unsure and sensitive character to kind of imposing and confident as he is here where he literally like squares up to Ulrich and is like oh thanks for coming over now fuck off basically which is <laughs> which is like it's really well delivered line he doesn't swear but that's like kind of the way he says it implies yeah. that that like definitive um kind of uh, tone um and all it takes is a few wardrobe changes and and his own skill as an actor um mm-hmm. I, I i still i'm like still super impressed by by his performance of magnus across both uh, across both worlds yeah, I'm. I, I love Moritian. Uh, if if you if you're a fan of Magnus in the show, definitely check out Moritian, uh music. He's a great musician too. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, I think he's sort of been spurred on by the sort of dark ending, and he's got a fair bit of popularity on it now. I don't know. I don't know if he's generally in charts or anything in in Germany. I have no idea, but you know the stuff on YouTube and stuff on Spotify is great. Okay, so next scene we get the mirror of the first season scene where with Hannah sniffing Charlotte. Uh, well, yeah, and as we all know, Hannah only brings you food when she's starting to go a little bit insane. <laughs> and <laughs> if I was Charlotte, I would watch out because Hannah is in full-on bunny boiler mode now. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it, a, there was a bit in this scene. So the actual conversation with Charlotte is, you know, we've seen that kind of played out before. It's just uh, her figuring out who Ulrich is cheating on her with. But the the, the there's this really cheesy shot in the um that follows their meeting where she goes into Ulrich's office to like collect herself and then turns to face the desk and kind of puts her hands on the desk and does this thing where she like slowly looks up as the camera zooms in on her and the music gets really ominous where it's just like oh. yeah and it's like something out of a soap opera it's so funny um but uh yeah it, it, it made me laugh um and as we will see later in this episode Hannah is going to direct her ire not at her husband but, but at Charlotte yep Yep, yep. Um, I, 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 I did, I did enjoy that uh, inclusion of that plot point as well in this as well. Um, how they, they, they still, they found a way. Uh, well, basically, it's the exact same way as last time, but yeah. they found a way for her to want Ulrich gone. Uh, okay, so then we get uh, Marta, uh, Alt Marta, and uh, Magnus. Uh, not really much to this scene, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I like that Magnus is wearing the. Uh, skeleton uniform what do you yep. what do you take what do you take from that <laughs> that's just because obviously it mirrors um mickle as well yeah I mean. yeah i guess it's it's just you know i think it's just them swapping the costume round i mean it's obviously not the same clothes but swapping the costume round to, to show like the mixed up world um I, I guess i mean you said in the first season i think that it kind of exposed that there was like was it like there was no lying to him like he's kind of like the most bare character because you can like literally see his bones or something i, I can't remember no what no uh no what the actual symbolism that from these this is from the the, the lips of uh yorja freese yeah is it, like this is how much detail they went into the show right the costume design on mickle with the skeleton costume was to signify that the first character you see after um, oh he was gonna die after Michael killed himself, yeah. what, the first character you saw associated with death was Mikkel because he had yeah. the skeleton. Well, yeah. 
I've already established that I think. Well, I mean, they've told us that Magnus is is going to die in this world. Uh, so yeah, I, I I could see that symbolism being carried through here. Um, main thing I noticed in this scene was that he has uh, "Eat the Rich," which is the name of an Aerosmith album, uh, taped up behind his bed. Um, so he's very much. It's not. He hasn't got no future tapes anywhere, but he's definitely. He, he's he's learned that from his dad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Comrade Magnus. Uh, right. Okay. So. Then we're into the Eret Lux. We found out it's called Eret Lux. Yes. The Eret Lux uh, room. And uh, Old Marta gives Jonas, what would we call this thing? A hexagon torch? Yeah, it, it's, it's like half, a... It's, half a he- it's like half a hexagon. Yeah, it's it's like an it's like a big knuckle duster that um, yeah. that also happens to have a torch on it. Um, it's cool. I thought it was a... a I, I still... I've got that theory about there must be a reason people are giving out these bloody future torches and no one has explained it yet. It's like, torches exist. Jonas could go to a hardware store and just buy one. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> and Magnus is the only one who brought one along, remember? Yeah. I, I, I don't get... I'm going to be honest with you, right? I might make an episode of Dark Discussions on it just for, just for a joke, but I don't get where these future torches are coming from. No. Like, look, because the fact of the matter is, like, look at the future in both worlds. Yeah, who's making torches? Who's making these torches? <laughs> like, I mean, I'd, so, I mean, my, in my in my head, I don't know who's making them, but in, it's probably some... Uh, you can obviously, explain obviously, like obviously torches can be made in a post-apocalyptic world, but who's trying to advance technology? Yeah. How are we moving forward in this yeah. situation? <laughs> Um, that, I mean, my my interpretation of them, and I've kind of just accepted that the show is never going to really address this. And fair enough, it's not that big of a deal. But I, I would have liked them to mainly because I wrote a theory on it, and I would like some points. Um, <laughs> yeah. But is that they are somehow insulated against like the interference that is caused by the portals or something like that? So we've seen por- uh, most torches start flickering like crazy and and die. Does yeah? Does theirs not? Well, I've never mm. they've 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 very clearly never shown it happen. So to me, that's that is the distinction. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. here we here we are with another future torch that someone in twenty fifty two or twenty fifty three now is twenty twenty fifty two. I think it is, is in, it 20... in the in the in the old world because they're in two thousand nineteen. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, but yes, yeah, so, uh, someone in tw- especially in the old world. We'll get back to it later. But in <laughs> in the old world, twenty fifty two, they that does not look like a place where there's a lot of industry left. To be honest, no, no, not not at all. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know where the maybe suntan is. lotion they could have they could yeah, have uh, they need that they need that definitely all oh, sun cream they don't need suntan lotion let's <laughs> yeah. go on. Um, okay so then we get oh, uh, oh, I, in fact there's oh. one thing I wanted to say there sorry yeah we see at the end of that scene uh, very clearly that someone mentioned uh, Eva's facial scar in the first episode first episode second episode um, no it is the first episode isn't first it? episode Q and A yeah yeah. Um, and someone asked me where I think she got it. It's very clearly presented here, and I like I actually properly noticed it this time. Yeah, you thought we were talking about you were talking about the cut. Yeah, but, yeah. But she's actually got like the kind of big thing. Yeah. Got two words for you, Regina sword fight. Whoa! Oh, keep Damn an eye out for that. I I honestly thought you were never going to get that one. <laughs> yeah. Is that that could be amalgamated into the same theory? Yeah. Uh, it's all it's like yeah. Regina the Swordmaster <laughs> is like this kind of broad. <laughs> broad theory that now encompasses uh Vola, like Torben Vola and and uh and uh even now as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all, all good fun games. <laughs> so uh Stranger luckily uh 
has Altmar to give him some uh, time juice. Like, he's so gullible. He's so <laughs> gullible. Like, first of all, well, actually, I will say, at the be- like, the beginning of this scene, Lisa Vicari, she's she's great in this entire season so far. Like, I feel like she's really stepped mm-hmm. up. I mean, Marta was always kind of a major character, but she's, like, a really major character in this. She's, like, uh, one of the main characters now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's great in this scene. She really sells, like, the kind of threat of the stranger. Uh, it's a great example of acting to it's, it's she's selling another character rather than selling herself which I, I think is really important for the development of stranger um i believe her when she says that she didn't send the letter even even given what we found find out at the end of this episode i think i believe her um okay. but that doesn't mean her older self didn't send it um that's the the caveat i'll 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 add to that um Oh, she hasn't sent it yet, you mean? Yeah, she hasn't sent it yet, basically. Um, but yeah, so I am amazed that Stranger believes Marta here when she tells him that she is giving up her only means of travelling to prove that he can trust her. It's just such an obvious lie. It's like, why would she do that? Uh, it, it It's clearly just giving you the thing you need to create this portal to get closer to being Adam and forming Sigmundus. But That's just... what's interesting, actually, is that I think Stranger has too much faith in himself. That's that yeah. is that is one of his biggest problems because I think I like I I'm so critical of myself and I don't have faith in myself a lot of the time and I and I think most most normal humans in the world are like that, right? Because yeah. you sort of you're always acting as if you know what you're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Stranger, <laughs> yeah. if he if if I was Stranger, I would have just been like all right, so you travel with that? Okay, can we use that to travel back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the question to us. Like, let's, all right, let's, don't let's, you yeah. waste it? Don't know you? Yeah, like, there's no reason for you to waste it. Let's all just travel back together to like. And we'll get more. Yeah, we'll we'll, get more. we'll pop. We'll pop to 2019 or we'll pop yeah. to, to 1986. Get some more, and then you can go back to your world, and we'll be we'll go back. Yeah, to we'll the... bring out we'll bring our machine with us. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, there's so many options that he had here that didn't involve being like. But, All but right. he's so. But the thing is, I mean, he's so confident yeah. in his own his own ability not to turn into Adam. Yeah, he's like. And he's like, one, well, lads, don't worry. I may as well make a new machine. Like I may as well just make it because I'm not going to be Adam anyway. But yeah. it would be cool to be myself, who isn't Adam, it, with it, a cool machine. It's very it's very interesting that you mentioned that actually because that. It, it wasn't that obvious earlier on, but he has always kind of had that slight hubris to his character. So, like, you know, him him being the one... And there are other characters who have this as well, so it's, maybe it's masked a bit. But him being the one who's like, oh, I will close the passage in season one. Like, I'm the one who knows how to fix this. And indirectly yeah. ballsing things up even more. Um, there are a lot of characters who have that about them, including... Um, you know, Eva in, in, in this episode as well, and, and, and Adam as well. Um, but it's it's interesting that Stranger, the way they are turning Stranger, I said in the previous episode, I wasn't quite buying his sudden shift uh, towards the dark side, so to speak. Um, but the more I see of of his character, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, they're doing this quite subtly. Um, and and just to just to briefly mention it as well, there's a little kind of bit of expository dialogue here, which is really interesting, where he's talking about old townhouse caused all this uh, by trying to bring someone back from the dead, uh, yeah. which would be his wife, the one who loved Ariadne, and Stranger's gift uh, gaze shifts downwards when he says his wife, as if he doesn't want to look at Marta when he's saying it, as if he knows who it is. But how would he know that? Because he was. He was so surprised that Marta was alive. So if he knew, 
Like in the first episode, he was like almost crying when she showed up. So if he knew that she eventually turned into the mother of Gustav Tarnhaus, then why would he be surprised that she was alive? Well, because he, uh, I think he knows. Uh, maybe right? I'm not mis- misunderstanding the timeline of your thing. Why? Well, yeah. So I think she at this point, she. I don't know about Alt Martyr to be fair, but um, or later Alt Martyr, not innocent Alt Martyr. Um, I think at this point, Martyr has had the baby that will become Gustav so, Tannhaus. So you're saying that this stranger Jonas thinks or knows that Gustav is his son? Yes. Yeah. I think he I think he Gustav has told him that he is his dad. Uh and I think he knows about his relationship. I don't think he I, I don't think he um knew that Marta was still alive. I think he believed that or oh, he obviously didn't. So he believed she had the baby and then died and he's very surprised to see her again and in the time that he's been in 88 Gustav Tanhouse has been like, "Yo dad, it's me." Um so how does that yeah, that's cool. So, how does that blend in then with what they've said in this scene, trying to save someone, save their wife? So, you think that? Do you think that that doesn't make any sense though? Because you're saying that Tarnhaus's father, Gustav Tarnhaus's father, would be Jonas. But so, so who's the one who started the? Oh cult? wait, no, th- no, sorry, hold on. So, uh, so no, Gustav. Oh, you mean adoptive father? Yeah. So no. So Gustav Tannhaus's father um, is is I don't I don't know his name, but the guy was in the carriage at the beginning. So it's not a stranger. I've I've got myself confused there. But like, so Gustav Tannhaus's father, who was in the carriage at the beginning, was married to. He must have been married. Like he must have been married to, Marta. So I guess it must have been an alt. It must have been the alt martyr, who he got like it must have been Eva that he he was married to, and that union gave birth to Gustav Tannhaus. Um, although that doesn't make sense with her having a baby. Now I'm thinking about it. So I think it must have been an adoption in there somewhere. I'm convinced that she had the baby from the relationship uh, from from the sexual encounter with Jonas. Oh, actually, no. I've I've solved your theory for you. So. Um... He, what the stranger says here is that Gustav's father tried to save his wife. Yeah. So, the, so the idea would be, Gustav's father, if it was Jonas, tried to, tries to save Marta. It didn't actually uh, say he didn't. Yeah, that's he a didn't good point. say it was a Tannhaus. That's true. Although his his the the other Tannhaus does at the beginning. What does he say? Does he say your mother or does he say my wife? That mo- uh... your mother. Maybe he says, he says your, mother. your mother. Yeah. Okay. He does. So he does. yeah. So there you go. So that kind of works. So yeah. I, to, to go back to what we were saying, I think he was surprised to see her because he thought she was dead, but he knows that this guy is his son, um, or was his son before he got iced by the uh, cleanup crew. So um, yeah. This 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 idea that would make sense why why the cleanup crew wants to kill him too. Yes. Yeah. It would. Um, and and this this idea that by trying to resurrect or prevent from being killed the one you love you inadvertently screw up everything is kind of so central to a lot of the themes in dark this this like kind of the road to hell is paved with good intentions thing everyone's trying to do Mm -hmm. the right thing but a lot of them are doing it for selfish reasons and just completely screwing everything up as a result yep exactly um okay so moving on we'll come back to that later on uh so the unknown comes into Eva's lair and Full lays bit. out Bloody three things. 
three theater. You did you, well. You called it. She uh, that they were gonna work across uh, dimensions, sort yeah. of thing. So, so you're right. And uh, they they sort of they have the Ariadne book and the mm. watch from uh, back in Tarnhouse, eighteen eighty eight. Yeah. Then they have the uh, they also have the book from Burnt, uh, who but Burnt gave to Claudia, which has all the dark matter stuff in there. They open it up and we see two keys. Yes. So I'm not sure about the keys. I I, I, it, I it was accompanied by a letter that says it's like volume it? control or something. Volume control. Yeah. I mean, and they say beginning and ending. She yeah. even says that. Yeah. I mean, I think. In, in my head, there's going to be a kind of like war game style, insert the keys at the same time, turn them, power plant goes into meltdown and game over for the old world. I think I think that's kind of what's going to happen there, although I'm not that confident on that. I think the, the items here are interesting because the Four Charlotte Watch and the Ariadne book are, they're not kind of... They're not useful in terms of giving someone information or giving them access to something. They feel like the the only use those items are going to have is in giving them to someone to perpetuate a bootstrap paradox. Which makes me wonder whether the Ariadne book will be given to regular Marta, so not Alt Marta. The Full Charlotte watch will be given to regular Noah. And maybe the ledger will be given to Alt Alexander to kind of preempt the disaster in their world. Or maybe they'll just do that themselves, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting trying to figure out. Okay, and quite, it hurts my brain trying to figure out where I think these items are going to end up. To be honest, yeah, like um, well, I think we've we've kind of all seen the watch a lot of times. Like the watch yeah. is going to go somewhere. I don't think we've seen the leather book with all the dark matter information. We haven't seen that with anyone after this point. Like we right. haven't seen an old version of that. So that might just be a new plot point. Um. Yeah. Whereas the Ariadne book, I'm not a hundred percent sure if we've ever seen like an old version of that book. I, no, I don't know. I, I don't think we. I we'll think get into. Like, I know why they've got it, but we'll get into it later on. It's a great in the book. Series. It's a great. Okay. It's a great read. Um, yeah, it's just her favorite book, and that was the only one ever published. Thing. I am. Um, I. I've, I liked. To, to be honest, throughout this episode, I was kind of like going back and forth. I'm like, is Eva definitely evil or are they playing me here? Is she actually going to turn out to be, you know, the light to Adam's dark and, and all of that? And then when the cleanup crew walked in, I was like, okay, no, she is, she is evil. <laughs> like, I guess, so, I, so like the, the, the idea is that like she said her, herself, she wants to preser- preserve the loop or preserve the cycles, yeah. right? So she wants to make sure everything happens the way it happens. Yeah. And she said, what was it? She said that if she didn't, like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was sort of alluding to that certain people wouldn't be around. Yeah, so, so she, I mean, it's very similar to what Adam says, which makes me think that those two are, much like Jonas and Marta, are trying to unpick, or the young ones are trying to unpick this knot, um, but are bound Well, no, together. no, but Eva just said she wants to keep it going. Yeah, but, but then Eva and Adam are trying to preserve it because they want okay. everything, and they are also bound together in this knot, which is just this kind of interesting dichotomy between these younger characters and their older selves. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond the obvious visual cues that Eva is probably not that noble in her goals with her wearing, you know, black and... <laughs> like adam hiring murderous individuals to do her work for her the so others can live thing it just rings so hollow from her character um as a justification for screwing over Jonas and everything else she's doing because it's like uh well is burnt gonna live because uh you uh, you know is is um 
Is it is the receptionist? <coughs> is, it, is it Julia? Uh, Jasmine. Jasmine, that's it. Uh, is Jasmine gonna live? You know, like they've they've completely like. I think this is why she hasn't been mentioned. And I said I said this in season one when Claudia wasn't around for a long time. I was like, I think Claudia is important because no one's mentioning her, and she's definitely up to some big stuff because she was in charge of the power plant and Claudia hasn't been mentioned for a long time. And I think she's up to something um, because I mean, we saw her a little bit in the last episode, but I, I think she's middle Claudia is doing something important. And the reason I think that is because there's very clear parallels drawn between what Adam and Eva are willing to do, i.e. just murder people to preserve this timeline that they basically have this, oh, these are acceptable losses for what we're trying to do kind of mentality. And on the face of it, Claudia has that as well, because obviously she's, you know, accidentally killed her dad. And I suspect she might have, her older self might have sent Tronta to kill her daughter and Regina. But all of that is done in service of fixing things so that those events never actually happen. Uh, yeah. and, that, and that's like the, the core difference between them. So whenever these characters are like oh the ends justify the means i'm like no piss off like claudia's ends justify the means because she's fixing everything like it, it, if what she's trying to do will um comes to pass none of this will have ever happened and so i'm 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 whenever i see even adam now i'm just like waiting for claudia to roll in in a humvee and just like fix everything <laughs> a humvee uh okay so very short scene now uh, which I wanted to didn't want to skirt over. It's just Jonas leaving the cave. Mm. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because it sort of gives an illusion to where or or it's basically to not where uh, Eva's lair is because he's coming back to 2019. He's travelled to get back here. So where do you yeah. think Eva's lair is? Well, I mean, he's gone whenever. So I mean, the the implication here is, and it's it's interesting. It's it's very subtle, but it, it's kind of like what you were saying about the Ulrich thing earlier. It's just this little nod to there's more outside of this painting that we can't actually see. So <laughs> when when um, when he was vi- visited this place in um, his time, he was in the twenties, wasn't he? When he went there in his time, mm-hmm. but I would assume it. I mean, th- they've got the three pronged portal in their cave in the alt world so i guess it's going to be the 50s or the 80s my assumption is going to be that it's probably the 50s um that well he... actually no it would would it not have to be the 80s because we saw them take the tunnel to get to the future in this uh, episode. That's a good, yeah that is a good point yeah okay so it would have to be it would have to be the 80s then wouldn't it um but it's yeah it's it's really interesting or a very smart just really quick here's a here's a tiny bit of world building that just tells you like fills in a little blank for you in terms of of what the time travel in this world looks like and there's also a really uh kind of subtle little moment from Jonas's character where as he's walking out he kind of looks back uncertainly and when he did it I was like oh uh, you're starting to be skeptical about this you're finally yeah, he- learning it's only taken you three seasons of people betraying you to to suddenly start figuring figuring this out but uh, yeah, no, I thought that was a good moment too. Um, and the idea is as well, it makes kind of sense why like they've got like the little golden orb ball that can travel between dimensions and all 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 over the place in terms of times, because their whole travel system, their whole time travel, is like thirty three years in the future compared to the other world. Yeah, like it's actually more advanced than the other one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think. And that 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 to me, like it, we talked about Dragon Ball Z before on this podcast, but it sort of it strikes me like they're like season three. 
uh, they have to be more advanced. Uh, it's you know, like every bad guy in Dragon Ball Z, like there's no. Like, can you imagine if Cell like went and fought Goku from the first season? Oh yeah, like, he just like obliterate him with like literally a like a fly. Punch. He just flick him away like yeah. a, a fly. So it has to get gradually more, more sort of the mountain has to get gradually higher. Yeah, and I think that's why they chose to have everything move thirty three years because if they had kept it the same timelines, then it would have been like, hang on a minute. Where's all this technology uh, come from? Where's that all the technology come from? And there's actually something from this episode which you can you could start to theorize about based on the fact that the tunnel seems to go from the 80s to the 19 to 2019 to 2052. There's something you could start to theorize about there, but that's all I'll say. Um so next scene we get Charlotte going down into the old Charlotte going down into the bunker and she finds the medal uh, yep. or the the, pen, the penny. Um and then we get old Helga sort of doing what old Helga does remembering something went wrong yeah getting up and running away yeah we're rushing headlong towards Ulrich beating another child half to death with these scenes (laughs) can't wait yeah can't wait uh okay so then we get a shot of or we get a a little glimpse at Jürgen's uh pad yeah what what is uh, I've labeled this as the Obendorf drug farm I don't know what he grows here like he's just got a bunch of greenhouses that I don't. I mean, I'm sure they're there in the regular world, but I, I've never really thought about what he does with these. Yeah, mate, just growing I a bunch mean, of weed. I don't know. Does or does he grow like legal? Just cabbages. Uh, or does he grow like medicine? And he's, then he, I don't yeah, know, he's like a trucker. I just don't understand why he has like this kind of farm system. Yeah, it's 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 a strange. But anyway, she gets Killian out of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, you know. It was good to see old Jörg, but you know he's only there for a minute. Yeah, he pops um, in. He pops in for a friend. He, feel, he, was, he I needs feel a like paycheck. His, yeah, his actor was directed to not loom in the background in the doorway, uh, and, and but Killian had to like the actor playing Killian had to call an audible and tell him to go away because he was just like I need to get my face in the show a little yeah. bit more, guys. But uh, yeah, I will. I will say as well that caravan was pretty small. Yeah, I like I like uh, the idea of I like the idea of uh, the like the mom, the dad. And the two sons. Yeah, live that, in that like, where are you all sleeping? Is there like a bunk bed in there for killing? Like at and, the same time, they've got Eric. like these huge buildings with greenhouses or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just just pull a bed up into one of those. Yeah, and but, like Jürgen, then, Jürgen's truck must have a cabin in it. Like, come on, Jürgen, go sleep in the car. Like, let unless that yeah, unless that's not their house. Maybe they're there, like you know, security or maybe maybe they're oh, there. Maybe. Like, I, I I know they own it, but maybe that's just their their premises on the at their workplace. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's where they keep their drugs. Uh, but anyway, like, you know, Marta goes, uh, can I speak to Killian? And like in this tiny little caravan, Jürgen goes, Killian, Marta for you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> imagine Killian sitting on the couch with, on his phone like, I don't want to see him. Yeah. I don't see him. Killian. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the whole conversation happening outside. Um, or yeah. maybe maybe Killian is Yassin. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the transition. Seen, we haven't seen old Yassin. Old Yassin. Shit. We've, yeah. Well, there you go. Killian is old Yassin. He's like he he uh he can speak in this well he can speak in the regular world as well but he never had to pretend to be deaf mute in this one so he yeah he, and here's a question for you if uh if Charlotte exists that means that Noah ex- exists because Noah is Charlotte's uh dad yeah and then Elizabeth is that so that's still gonna happen in this world yes. have still that's the whole thing still has to happen but if we haven't seen old Yassin how did Noah did Noah kill him out of out of jealousy, or again? Like, yeah. how, how did that how did that love triangle work this he, time? He just didn't like the look of him. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, I don't like the look of that kid. 
He looks like he's going to be <laughs> yeah. trouble. Yeah. You're Often. a teacher. You know how these things work. Like, you pick him yeah. out at the beginning of the year, like, got my eye on that one. But in Noah's case... That's not how like... it works. Well, I, I think <laughs> it might, might work with other people that way. But for me, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Um, I'm very fair. I'm very fair. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, the Achillean uh, is occupying the Bartos role here, where he's essentially... Uh, Martyr's only with him for lack of a better option, which is <laughs> a bit harsh. But unfortunately, that's the world we live in, Killian. Uh, he should have tried the old Bartos classic. I like your hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what actually cursed Bartos, and that's why he had the hair he had in season three. Yeah, he yeah he deserved it. It was uh, it was yeah his punishment for coming up with such a lame chat up line. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think about this little bit of uh, character work from Killian, saying like you know you you're only and it seems like actually Martin wasn't denying this. Yeah. You're only going out with me to piss off your parents. I I mean, there, I think there is probably an element of that to this. Uh, like she doesn't really seem to like him all that much. Um. So yeah, I could definitely buy it. And she is she rebellious? She is kind of rebellious. I mean, she's had like in the real world as well, or the the regular world. I guess I keep saying real world, implying that the old world doesn't count when like they're just as real as us. Um, where she's had like kind of conversations with Katarina, where they've gotten to like really sh- like big shouting matches. So yeah, I mean, I guess she's got a bit of a rebellious, fiery streak in her, um, and and this would support that. All right, so then we get the Hannah going to see Alexander scene. Uh, yep. We've talked about it a bit before. We've also talked at length about it in season one. So yep. what else do we have to do? Just, I think it's just ironic that she she doesn't want a husband destroyed this time. She wants the other woman destroyed. It's like, all right, yep. not, nice one, Hannah. Yeah, and it's interesting actually. How do you think this is going to affect Alexander? Because in this in this um, world, uh, Regina's gone. So. Do you think the fact that Regina is already dead in this world is going to affect the way that this, 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 this sort of news that someone knows about his past is going to affect him? No, because everything's going to blow up in like two days' time. True, <laughs> like, according to Eva. So um... yeah, to say one thing about Hannah, she she really isn't good at choosing a right time to blackmail no, yeah, someone. She she picks the worst possible moment. She's been sitting on that plastic bag and that gun and passport for 33 years. It's like, now's the time. And <laughs> in the one world, Ulrich went back in time, got put in prison. Yeah. And, in this, and in this world, the whole world's going to yeah. blow up. Like, just leave it a couple of days. Charlotte's going to be destroyed anyway, I promise you. Like, yeah. be... Alexander, oh sorry, Yasin works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, this is all part of his big plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. That's what causes the end of the world. Is yeah. just, just this is like this is his. Just, he just goes and presses a button in the, in the place because yeah. he has to destroy Charlotte. Just creeps into it. Yeah, Alexander just high fives his younger self through a portal. Like just like bam, there you go. Everything blows up. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, then we get a very very interesting scene, which is who we can only assume is Benny Voller. Oh, is that who that was? Oh, sorry. I didn't pick it up. I did not pick yeah. it up. I mean, it's not, I'd like, I, that makes perfect sense. It's not, I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. No, to be honest with you, it isn't this, it's not like a huge rabbit hole to go down. It's just, a, it's just a little moment. It's, 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 it's Benny Voller. Uh, is it the same actor? I, I assume, I, I'm assuming that this actor would go by actor, uh, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a assuming, trans actor. I like no, that. I don't think it's a trans actor. I think he was just playing a trans character. Having said that, if we're wrong about that, let us know in the comments. But um, I, I'm interested in the take of of this. Like, I'm I'm interested in this. Like, did you take this scene 
anything from the scene to 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 and did you assume that there was any relationship going on between Benny oh, and Peter here? Well, 100%. Yeah. Okay, like okay. they like Peter, as soon as I saw them sitting together I was like, "Oh, Peter's up to his old tricks." <laughs> like <laughs> And then the young man, who to be honest, I didn't clock that was Benny at all. I, I don't know if they're the they did a big long, actor. they did a long, big long slow shot when he was leaving the, the yeah, church and he's turn, just like looking over his shoulder the whole time, like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why that's what they were trying to do. It, it was just constant. It was like for God's sake, like make it a little bit subtle that that you know you're having sex in the confessional or whatever. Like, <laughs> I think I think this is really interesting to me. The parallel between the uh, world. Peter goes, I can imagine, like, because Benny does say here, um, you've helped me a lot, okay? Yeah. So, um, and we know the relationship between Benny in Adam's world and Peter, and the idea is Peter goes there in a very destructive, you know, way to his own life, and yeah, he goes like there. Yeah, very self-hating. Very self-hating, and he goes there and uh, and sort of confides in Benny in a way, you mm. know, confides in him with his penis, but he's, he confides, confides in Benny. Yeah, um, I should say in her with her penis in that in that world, but um, yeah. So uh, I would say in this one, it's interesting that it's sort of flipped. Benny's coming to Peter yeah. for guidance and help, um, and I. It's interesting. I I understand, and I did take from it that all Peter's up to little tricks. But if the if the creators came out and said, no, we were actually making a comment on blah blah blah, they're not actually in a relationship. I would completely understand that thematically too, to be honest with you. Um, I felt like the look he gave he gave Peter in that very very strongly implied like a sexual relationship between them um but I, I yeah. think you are right though like I think we haven't seen that much of Peter or alt Peter but he seems far more comfortable in his sexuality than real world P- Peter was like he doesn't obviously he's still married and is still cheating on his spouse but he doesn't seem to hate himself as much as as real world Peter does for something he can't change um and as you say, he he, he is. There, there, it could be it could be both, you know. In this in this reality, maybe there is an element of support for another another gay person. Like Benny doesn't look trans in in this um, in this reality. He looks like perhaps just gay or bi. Um, but there's that support for that sexuality in a place that seems maybe not that accepting of people like that, as well as the sexual relationship on top of it. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, I'm not gonna touch, or I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna try to analyze, um, not out of fear of offending anyone, just out of fear of ignorance. Like I, 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 I don't, I'm not gonna try and analyze the idea of Benny in this world being religious and therefore not trans. I'm not. I think that's if if they if they are making some sort of comment on that, I'm too ignorant on the subject to understand anything they're saying. So if you just want to have a go at that in the comments, <laughs> I yeah I don't know anything about but, about any like about religion in general to be honest. So I'm not qualified to comment. No, but I yeah, but I mean in terms of like the 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 the, the, the sort of the suppression of yeah. uh, of one's true identity p- perhaps. Uh, but I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna do it because it is a minefield, uh, and I and I'm too ignorant to walk through that minefield. Yeah. Um. But. I'm I'm always up for being educated, so if there's anyone in our audience who wants to, let us know in the comments. Uh, right, so next up, we have uh, Peter and Charlotte go to the um, police station because Helga's there. He's turned himself in. Yeah, he's just expediting the whole process. <laughs> yeah, I've seen season one. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. You're going to bash my head in. Here's the necklace. Get yourself back to the 1980s. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this scene is. But it's... um. It, it, 
Peter plays it quite well in this scene, like it, or, or um, the the actor plays plays um, it quite well in this scene with him being like, "Dad, like, shut up, <laughs> like, stop, stop it." And it's like it's it's quite a. Um, it felt like quite a realistic depiction of of my experience with you know elderly relatives with dementia or Alzheimer's, where it's almost like. Like you're obviously, obviously with something like this, it's very concerning, and you are stressed about it. But it is also that kind of like mundane, like you see this behavior all the time. So it's just like, just shut up, stop saying these things. Like you don't yeah. actually mean this. It, it felt very, felt very real to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely get it. Yeah, um, and then obviously Ulrich comes in, you know, and the whole thing. Like yeah. you, he, he's the fella. He yeah. did it. He did it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I see the first season. I'm not going to wait for you to come to the care home. Yeah. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Cut right to the heart of this one, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so um, then we get Jonas and Altmata having a, a lovely wee chat in the forest. Yes. You know, reminding them about glitches in the Matrix and all that. Um, I um, I couldn't help but, in my head, imagine that during the sort of short monologue where Lewis Hoffman is running through events that Marta has experienced, like he's kind of recalling them to prove that they've met before, in my head I was thinking... It would be really funny if he's got every single one of these wrong, and they didn't actually happen <laughs> happen in this world. And See, that, that's that's what I wanted to talk about, and I was alluding to this earlier. Yeah. So this is the take that I have gauged from rewatching this episode, okay. and it might be wrong, but what I took from this this time watching it is when he said, "I've always been there," right? I think he wasn't talking about. The fact that I saw my Marta do these things in my world. I think he was saying everything he said happened to him. And she has lived the same life as him because she is him in this world. And so when he said, you know, you you felt sick from school and you left uh, because Katarina picked and then Katarina picked you up. I think he did that. And I think he, you know, I think mo- I think ah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't take. I'd like. I, I that that makes sense now that you say it. I didn't. I didn't think about that at all. I I assumed they were experiences that Marta would have, but actually, it would make a lot more sense if they were experiences he had. Yeah, that's that's what I and and I'm sure their whole lives haven't been the exact same, but I'm also maybe Eva told him a few things that had happened to her. Yeah. You know, and like Mention set him up for that. Mention but I. But I, that's really this like this second or third time I've seen this episode now. That is really what I got from it this time. When he said, I've been there the whole time. I think what he means is, I am you. Yeah. Ich bin du. Yeah. Come on. No, I think I think you're right. I think that 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 definitely bears up to scrutiny, that take. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, broadly, uh, Lewis Hoppen and Lisa Vicari have such great chemistry in in all of their scenes together. And, you know, it, it's, it's obvious why they've been cast as, I guess you'd probably call them the leads at this point, even though... It's kind of an ensemble, um, yeah. Uh, to be honest, but but the, these two are great in every scene they're in, and they're they're great here as well. Um, and it's yeah, it, it it makes me wonder whether at, w- at what point the turn is going to come for Jonas. I hope there is a turn where he breaks away from what Eva has told him to do, but his past actions don't fill me with confidence, to be honest. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, speaking of Jonas, uh, a little bit older, stranger Jonas. Yeah, he's cracked the little glass ball in, and he is uh, into three parts. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> little little bit of visual metaphor for you there, folks. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the uh, the lightning is hitting the Tesla rod style lightning mm. is hitting these uh, this black matter, dark matter, 
and it's growing out in a really cool way. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Francisca's the only one who got her eyes open, and she's realized Alt Marta's run out of the room, <laughs> and she's escaped. Yeah, yeah, she's done the old uh, like jangling the keys while uh, while doing something with her other hand trick. Except in this case, the keys are a ball of cesium one three seven being like energized by Tesla coils. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that stuff continues to look awesome. The 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 design on on uh, the cesium is is still great. It looks really ominous and dangerous. Um, and and yeah, when when Marta runs back, when Alt Marta runs back into her room, we get lots of great clicking and clacking clacking ASMR sounds as she sets her uh, <laughs> sets her thing. But it's uh, yeah, it's all a ploy. Um, and the fact that she knows exactly like what well, as we find out by the end of the episode the fact that she knows exactly where she's going exactly what she's doing here she's been directed to do it makes me wonder whether altmarta has already begun to be corrupted by adam or whether it's whether she is just kind of following instructions blindly in the same way that jonas is yeah okay interesting so you think that actually that would be based on that like extrapolating from what you just said you think that she will begin to alter her own mind and the way she thinks based on Adam's influence or yeah, you know I, I, she I, think I, she'll come around to his way of thinking sort of thing well I mean she's she's been filled in on way more than Jonas has ever been filled in on in terms of like what she's being trusted to do like she or, or rather she's gone off to do something she's come back and it's clear that she has done exactly what Adam told her to do and the end result has been exactly what he told her it would be whereas in Jonas's case I feel like he's often told to go off and do something and it's actually the opposite of what he's supposed to do or it will achieve the opposite of what yeah. he's been told it's supposed to do he was actually yeah, Alt Marta was actually sort of trusted to do what needed to be done yeah without I, without having to be manipulated to do it yeah and it, it makes me think maybe maybe that character is further along the path to being corrupted than Jonas is um okay which is potentially troubling yeah uh, at what point do you think that the martyr we're following with Jonas in the last scene um in terms of like sort of just coming to realize time travel's a thing do you, what at what point do you think she turns into the alt martyr who we see at the end of season two who goes on to be the assault martyr uh, I, th- I think it's going to have to be when um, when someone is shot, um, I, or when Magnus is is shot. I think that's going to be. be I, I'm kind of meta uh, meta anal- analyzing this. I think because they don't have very much time to show us this, there's not going to be the sort of slow build and and reveal of, of like kind of minor manipulations to bigger and bigger manipulations that eventually mm-hmm. lead to um, eventually lead to that that character turn. I think they're going to have to present it as. There, snap there's your breaking point magnus has been shot and i need to go and fix this oh well i think it's going to be magnus has been shot and then the world ends <laughs> like or you know the apocalypse happens um and, and then she's going to be off to the races interesting okay montage time yes one thing i'll say I, i'll always say one thing at the start of the montage then let you go if you have anything how cool is it that Jonas Jonas is trying to impress her right he turns around with the light and goes Hey, hey! <laughs> Check out my sweet torch. Yeah, that is on. That is honestly like the way he's looking at her. He turns around, looks at her, leaves of at least a one or two second yeah. gap, and then just goes, and he's like, "Well, we're fucking going to the yeah. future, love." Honestly, the fact that Jonas like had sex at any point in this show is the most unrealistic thing in it. <laughs> he's such a nerd. Um, <laughs> no, it, this is a um, that is a great start to this. And um, this is 
a, an interesting montage. I think it's the the most standout thing for me, as it often is with these, is the song choice. Uh, really, mm. really strong song choice. It's got this. It, it, it's got like it, first off, like lyrically very appropriate. You know, if I were you, I'd run and all and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, like another example of a song where it feels like it was written for the show, but obviously they just probably listened to lots of music and found um, found some really kind of a- appropriate uh, songs for it. And then it's got like I, will, I will give a slight spoiler for later in the season, but okay. there's a hosier there's a hosier song later in the season. Oh really? Wait, it's not take me to church though. Hosier? Like, what what was the really you famous know the one? Song take me to church. I maybe ah. I'm thinking of a different. Oh, I'm thinking of the Hoosiers. Worship <laughs> Yeah, okay, you're thinking of the Hoosiers. No, it's um, it's the it's Hosier. He's an oh, he's an Irish he's an Irish he's an Irish artist. You probably recognize him, uh, you you know. But anyway, there's there's a Hosier song coming. Oh, okay, I'll yeah, I'll look out. No, yeah, when you, when you said Hosier, I was thinking of the Hoosiers, who I believe did that. She's so lovely, she's so yeah. lovely, like indie rock. Song. I mean, that would I'm be like, a good one to put in. That would not fit into dark at all. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking I'd forward love it. to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, if only one of the time zones was 2003. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. They put a Fallout Boy in it as well. Lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. With wasn't that uh, something for girls? Scouting oh, for girls? Oh, that might be scouting for girls. The Hoosiers had a song like that. Like, it was one of those the kind Hoosiers, of. Ro- yeah. They were one of those bands that. Wasn't like, that? Didn't the Hoosiers sing? Well, sometimes I go out. Uh, that was that one. Valerie, didn't they that, sing Valerie? No, that was um, that was the Zootons. Oh, okay. Sorry, Hoosiers, I Zootons. <laughs> yeah, any band that had the in front of its name and came to prominence in the mid, early to sort of mid two thousands could be in the end of dark. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, or the, the 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 final montage in dark, but um, yeah, the, the the this song is great, and it's got this really awesome drop in it that it turns into almost like this kind of industrial electro, which I really really liked. Um, it's very distinct from a lot of the other songs we've heard. Um, in terms of content, um, a lot of people kind of guiding others around, like Jonas guiding Marta around, like you say, Charlotte and Peter kind of leaving Ulrich at the station. They're kind of, but you know, Charlotte is kind of staying with Ulrich in emotion, I think, like based on the kind of long glance she gives him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get, yeah, Hannah looking at the empty bed and the big uh, Eric Lux, uh, Let There Be Light Door, which... Uh, what did you think about the choice of the name? Uh, it's cool. I looked it up to see if the, it was pulled from something like the um, like Sigmundus was, and I couldn't immediately find anything. I basically typed it in and then got a bunch of like dark fan pages. I was like, nope, not going to read any of those. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's also they named them after like you know uh, Sigmundus Kratos S is thus the world was created. Eric Locks, let there be light. Same sort of idea. They both think that they're the ones who are continuing the thing. They're the ones you know. Yeah, it's it's got it's that same kind of sense of uh, it's like um, when you uh, like uh, when people like forming like black metal bands and they're like well we need this to be in latin because we have to have a sense of gravitas in our name because otherwise people won't take us seriously and that's like when when they went to the international cult naming convention to like register their trademark that's this is the best they could come up with uh on on short notice which is i mean it's not great but it's okay yeah exactly it's It's no sickness it's yeah it's no sigmundus okay so uh we then get the reveal we've talked about it an awful lot we don't have to go too much into it but we get the reveal of adam and alt marta are working together here he's got a um, lovely new coat yeah it's good to see adam back yeah great, great that's hilarious he's got his that's collar a, is like up to here now it's like he looks like yeah. count dracula 
Yeah, like uh, it's interesting that you said he's a new coat because I'm just so used to seeing him in this coat now that I didn't even realize that that was he, that, that was the first time he'd seen it where him wearing yeah. it in the show. It's, I, I like. I feel like someone in the period between when we last saw him and when we've seen him now has remarked that they can still see a bit of the scarring under the massive collar he wears. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> right, I'll fix that. And it's just like, like up to there. It's like, yeah, yeah, what can you see now? <laughs> yeah, good thing there's no season four because he would literally be wearing a, like a space suit. Yeah, just a balaclava. Just, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's very self-conscious about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, more more shots of the crazy cocoons. When are those bug monsters showing up? Yeah, I actually noticed them you know, really prominent uh, there. When are they showing um, up? We've not got long left. We don't have long left. They, I can't promise they'll be next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the bug monsters, you cowards. I'll have a word with Baron. We'll, yeah. get, we'll definitely get some bug monsters monsters in 1899 uh, the next year. Get them show. in there. Oh, they could put. Ah, oh, they could do um, in in alt 2053. Have them um, like. Um, oh, what is it from? I think it was Transformers that has like ro- like scorpion robots like popping out of the sand. Was that one of the Transformers movies? But that's what uh, I'm kind of imagining that for um, how we get mm. like alien bug monsters in this, like a sort of Starship Troopers style thing. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of Alt 2053. Yeah, okay, uh, Alt 2052. So, 52, um, rather, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, that wasn't Alt, that was, uh, that was real. Oh, well, yeah, sorry, the Adam, yeah, so the Adam one is 2053. Yeah. And then the other one is 2052. God damn okay, so, so uh, we get the big reveal. Yeah. First of all, that the future is a desert wasteland. It does not look good. It does like it's whatever happened in the real world happened worse here. I think it's safe to say. Now, yeah. Uh, well, I actually, I actually, that was a question that I got back on one of my old uh, unanswered questions videos. Why do the two apocalypse, like post-apocalyptic worlds, look so different? Um, now, there is a question about that in the question and answers episode, so I'm going to leave it to them. But there's a very straightforward answer. Um, which I'm going to give in that episode. Okay, okay. I look forward to that because I was just like, I don't know, like it was worse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, worse for one, not worse for the other. But yeah. uh, what do you call it? Um, so anyway, what do you think about this reveal? Yeah. Uh, this is, oh my god! Like this. This. First kind of, of all, like, say who it is. <laughs> do you know what? Before I say this, if I'm being 100% honest, when. We got the welcome to the future line combined with a woman revealing the scar on her face immediately made me start thinking of the scarred girl from twenty <laughs> from twenty uh twenty fifty two who I said was Marta. <laughs> I know it's it's obviously Marta because she has a fringe and no one else in dark is allowed to have fringes. But hang on, but you said that girl from the future was Marta. Yeah, that's so why that I mean, all fits. It, it does all fit, that's true. That theory isn't isn't yet marked as incorrect, I don't think. Actually let me check. <laughs> I might have marked that as incorrect. I can't remember now. I think I did mark that as incorrect. Yeah, because we literally said, well, we saw Marta at that age. And she didn't look anything like her. <laughs> yeah, the, the dream was dead on that one. Unless, but... like, the Marta who died at the end of season two was, like, a stunt double. Yeah. Like, like she, she sent someone in with her face on. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and then she, like, went and got plastic surgery, like, face off. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, she had one of those, like, Mission, Mission Impossible rubber masks they wear, where it, like, perfectly imitates your face, but it was actually... Exactly. And then it... she went and got plastic surgery. They botched it, which gave her a scar. Yeah, sure. And now... And, ma- and made her look a little bit younger as well. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. And... Um, but, yeah, when, she... I... <laughs> yeah. when I saw her, I was like, oh, 
is this the girl from the uh the like uh the future in the real world and then and then i was like oh no it's obviously marta because she has a fringe um but yeah but she hasn't grown in 66 years she keeps she keeps on top of it you know she keeps track of it but uh, yeah, this is badass. Like her rolling up with like her like Bedouin nomad desert kind of look um, is really cool. Uh, I really hope we see more of of, of Alt 2050-2052. Again, there's there's five episodes left of this show. I don't know how they're gonna get to do all the things that I want them to do, but mm. this is this is super cool. I will say that uh, that's one of my predictions that came true. Is that before? It's not really the same type of prediction as yours, but I found out this woman was being cast before season three came out, and I predicted that she would be a middle alt martyr. Yeah, it makes sense. We've got our, we've got our Adam, we've got our Jonas needed a stranger, and here she is. In yeah, the flesh. here she is. Yeah, she's quite strange too. Right. Okay. So that will end the episode. Um, we'll get into the roundup. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. IMDb rating this week, 8.9. That's 0.1 higher than last week, isn't it? No, they were both 8.9. Oh, I, I think that should be slightly lower, but I'd still put this in, you know, the eights. I think it's it was a good episode. I felt the reveal at the end and the dr- the dramatic or the character work and the, the, the acting between Lewis Hoffman and Lisa Vicari really did a lot of the heavy lifting in this episode. There was a little bit too much of storylines we'd already seen in the alt world for my taste mm-hmm. okay. but was, but still still a good episode i still enjoyed it and yeah the the uh always great to see the cleanup crew love those guys they've got a great theme um and and the yeah the reveal at the end was awesome i don't know if we've actually had alt martyrs theme come back since the end of season two but it does come back eventually I, the yeah, one that, I don't, I it goes like it. it goes like that i don't think it's come back since but anyway great great takes there uh conrad as always uh the things that you liked about the episode i agree with the things that you didn't like about the episode you know you're wrong but we'll uh continue on as we are i'm we'll sorry <laughs> it's all right i know I, I i as the weeks go on i am more and more confident that you will like the end of the show and i think i like it's, I'm just looking forward to you having a show in your life that you know there's three episodes, it's not it's not, it's not going on anymore, and it, it was good start to end. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to you having that knowledge that there is a, there is a show out there. There's a lot, when I was thinking back about it, as we get closer to the end of this show, I, 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 was, I think back to the shows that I've actually watched start to finish, because there aren't that many of them. There's a lot of shows I've started watching, got a significant part of the way through and been like, ah, I'm kind of falling off of this. I don't tend to finish very many shows, but I'm I'm pretty confident that even if we weren't doing this, I would still finish Dark because it's been so so good so far. So I, I mean, they will need to. You're, yeah, you're more of a movie guy. Yeah, but they'll need to mess this up really badly uh, for me to not love the ending of this, and I I don't think they're going to do that somehow. So I I'm very confident. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't have any segments this week, so. Oh, that's no. pretty much us i mean like i could have done a what the dub i suppose you know but it would have been something stupid like eva's voice is like Hello! like uh, you know i i'm not gonna make a, it's, it's she's like a witch i would be half <laughs> yeah I, I would be half lying you know <laughs> but it still is funny you know like she is like got really a high-pitched voice with a little bit of creak you know Hello? it's like so <laughs> so different to the old woman's women that they cast it's like frank oz playing yoda it's yeah like... Yeah, that that's basically what the uh, Eva is um, okay. in 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 the English dub is she's Yoda. Good, well, mm-hmm. cool. That's I mean, yeah. you know, and as she employs 
what are effectively Jedi's to go around and do her murderous yeah. business for her. So the metaphor doesn't stop there. Or the comparison is that a, is that a, is that a prediction? <laughs> what that they're Jedi's? Yeah, they are force sensitive. Yeah, yeah. What's the M count? Midi chlorian count? We can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't go into this. All right. Okay. Right. Okay. So guys, that is us for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Next week. It's the fourth episode of the season. Obviously, you guys know, as we have the last few seasons, last two seasons, the middle episode is always got a big aspect to it. For this episode, uh, for episode season two, it was Adam being revealed as Eunice. For episode five of season one, it was Michael being revealed as Mickle. Well, Conrad, what do you think about next episode? Do you want to make a big crazy theory, or do you do you think some one of your other theories is going to come true? Uh, I think I think Yasin's going to be finally be revealed as Alexander. <laughs> that's already been revealed. But that's true. Yeah, that is all but confirmed. Um, that's been revealed. Like there was a scene where they put the fingerprints up, and they were the same. Yeah, I'm having that. If they like, if, if the, the fingerprints <laughs> even look remotely similar to each other, I'm having it. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think. What do I we, think? Last last week, Christopher um, commented on the video. And said that we, I, I, I should have mentioned this at the start because it is hilarious. Uh, obviously, Christopher, I think, uh, started like listening to us a little later. I, I don't know if he's went back and listened to them all. But basically, uh, he linked the point in which we were talking about Alexander, but we said about Yasin's clothes being great. And he said, uh, I'm sure you've realized your mistake by now. But uh, and I was like, that's no mistake. No. That's Yasin. You you are the one who is mistaken, sir. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine someone who hasn't been listening the whole time or hasn't picked up on that joke? Just jumps in. Us talking about middle Yasin. (laughs) (laughs) Come on in, join in on the joke, guys. It's all fun and games here. Um, That's what I'm I'm looking for, guys. You know, you know us too. Even the next the next series we uh, we do, which we are going to reveal next week, um, the next season that we do. we're going to have all these inside jokes again. Like, you know, yeah. it's a great fun old ride. You want to be with us from the start. Even if you've seen the show before, it's good fun going through a show with someone, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it, like, I think that, that, that makes it, um, it, that makes it all the more satisfying, like to, to watch when you have a bunch of people who are also like joking about it along with you. Yeah, I think so too. Um, right I, guys. Thanks. Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say, if you really, if you want me to actually give a serious answer to what's the big reveal in the next episode going to be, yeah. I'm going to say the Katarina Lady in the Lake thing. I did actually, I'll say this now. I don't know if this is 100% true, but this goes all the way back to the first episode when I didn't really watch the intro sequence and you asked me about it and I was like, I don't know, I don't watch the intro sequences. I was watching the intro sequence for this episode and I saw, there's a, there's what, obviously it's like kind of a kaleidoscope, um, so you can't really see what's going on, but there was what looked to be Katarina's body being dragged, Like it, it looked like it had the brown coat and blonde hair like that Katarina's wearing and it looked like it was being dragged along a beach which makes me made me think like oh Katarina in the lake um so i'm all in on that theory now and i think let's say that's going to happen next episode okay uh let's make all right okay so that that's your big prediction yep. is that going to be like a double or nothing prediction oh. it kind of is it kind of is well you said i get double points if i get it right no, I mean, like, you're, it's kind of double or nothing because you're predicting now that that's going to happen next episode, but you've already predicted that it's going to happen. So if it happens next episode, that's double points. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, all right, yeah, whatever. Let, like, you know. But that means if it happens later in the season, but not next episode, you won't get any points for it. 
Uh, well, no, because I've still got the Katarina as a Lady in the Lake theory. They'll just cancel each other out. Yeah, they'll cancel each other out. So would you rather just not make the prediction for the next episode and keep the possibility of positive points if it comes through? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I've, I like. I'm gonna. I've, I'm gonna break from tradition and, and play conservatively on the theory matrix now. Like, let's be honest, right, guys? We are not stockbrokers. I don't want to start betting on the potential of certain theories. Like, we're not making theories about potential theories. You I know? mean, yeah, stock like stock in stock in Katarina dying is at an all time high at the moment, so it's not a good time to invest. Although, did you see the news? Actually, New York Stock Exchange is now uh, trading in the futures of water. Oh boy! Because they they think it's going to be a scarce commodity in the future. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Nestle. Right, let's go. Subscribe podcasting apps. Subscribe YouTube. Adpodmail at gmail If you want to send us an email, leave comments on this video for questions for Conrad episode four. Um, we've got a lot of great stuff coming for you over Christmas, guys. We are looking forward to releasing it. We've got a new project which is going to be revealed very soon which I think will will excite you all. Um, and apart from that, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.